What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Pylon Sports Podcast. In this podcast, everything NFL-related will be expected to be heard in this podcast. Our first episode is going to be about the Buffalo Bills. They just came off of a devastating loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I will be going over how I believe um, they could potentially win the AFC Championship next year in the year 2021. As a Bills fan, I get to see them every single Sunday, every week, and I get to see kind of the insides of what I think most of them. The first thing I think they need to address is the defensive line. Their youngest guy, Ed Oliver, had a 2020 bad down year. He did not look great. He wasn't creating pressure, less sacks, just didn't look as impactful as his rookie season. Played the same amount of games, not as much PT, but he just didn't look great. He wasn't getting to the quarterback as quick. There were downs you know, in certain games where he looked amazing and you're like, this is our guy. But I mean, other than that, he was, he was not great. And hopefully in a 2020, 2021, 2022 season, we can see him bounce back and um, be the guy they drafted at number nine overall. The next guy I want to look at is Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes had an amazing 2020 season, had that great interception against the Broncos where he looked like a safety, a corner. He looked, he looked quick. Um, but he is older. He is 32 years old. He's no longer that young guy. And we just don't know what the future of him, is, of him is. He's getting expensive. He's getting paid a lot of money. And like I said, he's getting older. So, I mean, who really knows what can happen with Jerry Hughes coming in the near future? Um, Guys like Trent Murphy. Trent Murphy was up and down this year, dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, Me, myself, I wanted to see him get traded at the trade deadline. He's going to be a free agent. I wouldn't re-sign him. I wouldn't bring him back. You got guys like A.J. Epineza, Daryl Johnson, you know, those backup guys on the D-line that I believe could do better than Trent Murphy. I'm a fan of Trent Murphy, but I would much rather have A.J. Epineza taking his spot on the edge. Next guy I wanted to look at is Matt Milano. Matt Milano is the best linebacker. At his position on the team, at outside linebacker, I would much rather have Tremaine Edmonds on him over him. But the thing about Matt Milano is he just cannot stay healthy. I don't know what you're going to do with a guy that is going to be paid a lot but can't stay healthy. When he's on the field, he's one of the best outside linebackers when it comes to coverage. He's a sideline-to-sideline kind of guy, and he is just hes phenomenal. He's great. When he's on the field... He changes the way the game is played, and he, him and Edmonds really orchestrate the defense. But what are you going to do with a guy that can't stay healthy? Is Brandon Bean going to pay him? Is Brandon Bean going to let to look at him walk off of Buffalo? Who knows? That's something that is going to be very interesting to look at. Very, just It's, it's going to be an interesting um, offseason for the Buffalo Bills when it comes to Matt Milano. Um, staying with the defense, our, our um, secondary, obviously Poyer and Hyde are amazing. They're getting up there in age, but they're still very impactful. I want to talk more about the corners. Um, guys like um, Tredavious White, he's a top five corner this year. He had a down year. He didn't look great to start off the season. When the season started, he was getting <clears throat> beat in press coverage when it came to zones. He looked bad, and it looked like he really needed Hyde and Poyer in those back cloud covers to really help him out and really just have his back, which obviously isn't a bad thing, but he didn't look trustworthy at the beginning of the season. Towards the end of the season, he looked a lot better, um, but still had a down year, does get beat a lot, especially when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. 
he was getting bodied by Travis Kelsey. He was getting bodied by Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had a career game, looked absolutely phenomenal. And I'm not sure how you go around that to avoid it. I'm not sure what you do um, to change it. You know, I like Tredavious White. I see him more as a um, boundary corner. But the Buffalo Bills like to have him on those tight ends. Um, if that's where they think he plays better, that's where they should put him. But we got to figure out a way to get um, Tredavious White back to that 2019 um, Tredavious White, where he was in some people believe he was in the talks for best corner in the league, possibly defense player of the year. Um, against the Seahawks this year, he was phenomenal, but that's probably his only best game of the season. Um, against the Broncos, he looked really good, but I mean, who's really running receiver for the Broncos? Because at that point, Jerry Judy was still hurt. Teron Johnson, two pick sixes on the entire season, looked amazing, and he's had a big uprising year. He's a second guy that they can look to to you know be on the other side of Trey Trey White. But how much um, do they have faith in him to be that second guy? Obviously, above him in most depth charts, um, Levi Wallace. My issue with Levi Wallace is he gets targeted like crazy because coaching staffs have realized that he can get beat a lot. He can, you know, lose his man. You know, when he plays his own, he sometimes doesn't look like he knows where he's at. And a lot of offenses, like the Kansas City Chiefs, like the Ravens, they tried it. They didn't really do well. The uh, Colts took a big advantage of it where they would look at Wallace, you know, take advantage of his positioning on the field, go away from Trey White, and try and body Wallace. And they did a good job with it. A lot of the teams, like the Chiefs and the Colts did that. Not so much the Ravens. They didn't really do anything. But um, in the draft, the draft coming up in a couple months, probably a little bit longer than that, guys like J.C. Horn, Eric Stokes, those two guys can be end-of-the-first-round guys that are corners. They both have great talent. They both can play boundary. Um, if you draft one of those guys, maybe you move Teron Johnson in the slot, keep him in there as a slot corner in the nickel packages. Even, even Levi Wallace maybe moves down the depth chart a little bit. I have high hope for Teron Johnson and Levi Wallace. But I think if Milano stays, you look at corner. If Milano leaves, you look at linebacker. Um, it's really tough. I think they need to figure out what they're doing with Milano before the draft. They need to figure out if he's staying, if he's going, if they're going to pay him or not. I think they will. Even with his you know injuries and all that, I think they will keep him. There's no reason not to. When he's healthy, he's, he's arguably top 12. Top twenty, top fifteen outside linebacker, maybe we'll we'll see. Um, when it comes to the special teams, the Bills special teams is top five in my opinion. Returner like Andre Roberts, he had an explosive, an explosive twenty twenty season. His worst game, in my opinion, was against the Broncos again, where he got a punt back to him and he dropped it out of nowhere, um, fell right into his lap and he just let it go. But other than that Broncos game, he was amazing. He was getting to the 25, the 30 consistently. Once a game, he might even blow up to the 40, put the offense in great field position. That's what I like about Roberts. Yes, he's getting older, so who knows how much longer he has in this um, Bills in this Bills special teams. But even if they decide to move on from Roberts, you know, this year, next year, whatever, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie is just phenomenal. He's he's a great player, great returner. He's a great gadget player. Um, those end arounds. What more do you want from him? When he played the Dolphins in Week Seventeen, punt return touchdown, two touchdowns in the air. He looked amazing. 
I have high hopes for Isaiah McKenzie, and I hope next year they really implement him more into the offense and bring him more into the team. Now, if we talk more about the offense, possibilities to address is the offensive line. Um, Deion Dawkins is our locked-up left tackle. I'm a huge fan of him. He's amazing. He's phenomenal. What more could you ask for from him? He can, you know, he can protect Josh Allen. He keeps him safe on that left side. Sometimes he looks a little lost. Um, he struggled a bit against the Chiefs, a little bit against the Ravens. Played really well against the Colts. He's really good at keeping that left side um, locked in, keeping it, you know, set for Josh Allen. Where if he has to scramble to the left side, he can he can trust Deion Dawkins. Um, Daryl Williams was an amazing signing last year. I'm a big fan of him. But really, other than those two, I mean, John Feliciano, he's decent. Um, other other guys, Ike Boagitter, um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. It's whatever, though. Everyone, if you're a Bills fan, you know who he is. Um, he's up and down, too. He looks great sometimes, but sometimes he struggles. Cody Ford, he he's young, but when he's on the field, he doesn't look great. I was high on him coming out of the draft when he was drafted. I'm a big fan of him. I want to see him succeed, but right now he just doesn't look that great. Um, one of the last things I want to look at for the Bills is the running is the running game. The Buffalo Bills for the past ten years have been known as a running offense. You know they love to run the ball. You know and they used to have C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson. You know look at those kind of guys. It was a rush first offense. And that was last year, too, when they um, made it to the playoffs again, lost to the Texans. But this year, the running game was non-existent. Um, Singletary didn't look great from his last year's performance, you know. After last season ended, I was like, all right, he could definitely crack a 1,000 yards again. And he could play amazing and, you know, just take over. And that didn't happen. Zach Moss, drafted out of Utah, he he was good. He was good for getting those four to five yards when you need them. And I'm a big fan of him. And I think next year he could have a big year. Obviously, he got hurt in the Ravens game, which kept him out for the Chiefs game. But um, I'm still a fan of him. Was it the Colts game? I don't remember. I think it was the Ravens game, whatever. (laughs) But the Buffalo Bills need a running offense. They can't have Josh Allen throw for the first 20 20, um, offensive plays of the game, which we've seen work before against the Seahawks, against the Ravens. When they pass the ball... They can be deadly, but every offense needs a running game. The Chiefs, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but they have a running game. The Packers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but they have Aaron Jones. They have a running game. The Buccaneers, they have Tom Brady, probably the greatest quarterback of all time with amazing weapons around him, but he has a running game with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Every team that you see in the playoffs succeed and thrive can run the ball, and can pass the ball. The Colts can do the same thing. Yeah, Phillip Rivers can't leave the pocket to save his life, but, I mean, they have a running game. Jonathan Taylor looked like the, the probably the best running back rookie this year. He was phenomenal. But they also had, you know, T.Y. Hilton had kind of a sloppy season, but they had Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, can't stay on the field. But you see these great teams, they have a throwing they have a good passing offense and a good rushing offense, and the Buffalo Bills just didn't have that this year. Singletary probably had maybe two to three crazy good games this year, if that. They just need to find a way to get more involved, get more involved, and average 80, close to 80 to maybe 100 rushing yards a game. 
with both of them, I'd like to see 120, 130. I know that's a lot considering for what happened this year, but if the Buffalo Bills want to be successful, they need a rushing offense. You know, Josh Allen can only do so much, and we just need a running game. A running game is probably the most important thing to look at. Um, TJ Yeldon, he's okay, I guess. He's better as a receiver than a running back. They brought in Devontae Freeman, didn't play. Um, they The young guy, Antonio Williams, undrafted. He looked great when he played Week 17 against the Dolphins. I'm a big fan of him, and I think he has great upside. Um, in that game, he didn't have a single rush that went negative yards. He either got to the line of scrimmage or was gaining yards, and that's great to see out of a young guy, especially where he came from and how he's been part of the team this season, not really doing anything, then coming in Week 17 and making an impact. He played well. And he got, he, he's like a power back. He's like a lesser, in my opinion, Zach Moss. Um, if you look at the receivers, I mean, what do you have to complain about? Stephon Diggs, his greatest season, probably of his career, him and Josh Allen have built great chemistry. They look amazing together. They're phenomenal. Um, Stephon Diggs was the last Buffalo Bill to head into the locker room and, and the loss last night. Um, and you know, you know, this offseason, he's going to be working his ass off. He's going to get ready, he's going to work hard, and he's going to, you know, him and Josh Allen are going to do great things next year. With Josh Allen, I'm hoping it's not just a one-and-done season. I've seen some stuff on Reddit, some stuff on Instagram, um, all over social media that people believe it's a one-and-done year for Josh Allen, but I disagree. He had an offseason where it was a weird offseason, not really an offseason due to COVID and, you know, all that crazy shit. But he stepped in and became an MVP caliber quarterback. He'll probably finish third with Rodgers at one, Mahomes at two, but Josh Allen right at three. He was phenomenal. His accuracy went up by about 10%. He finished with 69 on the season. Nice. But he's, his improvement was through the roof. I'm not sure anyone on the outside of the Bills organization saw Josh Allen was like, he's going to become an MVP this year and be in the, and be in the conversation. He was phenomenal. He was great, and I only see next year being bigger and better. Some other receivers that I want to look at, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley had the best career of his entire career. Yeah, good wording. Had the best year of his career this season. Almost cracked 1,000 yards for the first time of his career. Wasn't there. was probably, I think, about 60 yards short. I think he finished with 942. Probably not right, but somewhere in that realm. But he was an amazing slot guy, one of the best slot wide receivers in the league, played his role perfectly. One of the reasons he struggled last year was he was the number two guy behind John Brown. He was expected to play more boundary wide receiver than really anything, and that's not where he fits. And the Buffalo Bills got a receiver like Stephon Diggs to become part of the team so Beasley could fit back into that role as the slot wide receiver, and he thrived. My only issue with Cole Beasley is I swear from week 14 all the way to the AFC championship game, he was dealing with injuries. You know, every single game he would go out for, you know, a couple drives each um, or a quarter, and he just looked injured. I'm not sure what it was but um, or what's going on with him, but it looked like, you know, his ankle or his knee just every game from about week 15, week 14, all the way to the championship game, he was out for some kind of injury, and he almost missed the championship game. And in the championship game, he, he got injured. He got hurt. Um, pretty badly, and it didn't look good. He did come back in, but he wasn't really that impactful in that championship game as much as you know we've seen him be this year. 
John Brown. John Brown dealt with injuries all year. He didn't look that great this year because he was dealing with injury, which obviously you can't control an injury, but he just didn't look great. He didn't look great. He didn't look comfortable, and he struggled a bit. Gabe Davis. I I did not see this coming at all. I'm telling you that right now, being honest. When they drafted Gabe Davis, I was like, I'm not sure who you are. Um, I remember when they drafted Isaiah Hodgins, I'm like, okay, he's probably going to be in the more PT time than Gabe Davis, and I was completely wrong. Isaiah Hodgins was, stayed on the practice team, the practice squad all season, and Gabe Davis had an amazing rookie season. Obviously, he's not going to win like rookie of the year or anything like that. But if you look at the Colts game, on that one drive towards the end of the half, three toe-tapping catches. People can argue him that, oh, foot was out of bounds, oh, this, 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 and that. But a rookie doing that with such an impact on the team as the fourth receiver, he looks phenomenal, and next year I have very high hopes for him. They brought in Kenny Stills for a playoff run. He didn't see the field. He was activated for the championship game. Didn't do anything. Wasn't on the field. Didn't contribute to anything. But And then you got Dawson Knox as our tight end. I'm a, I'm a Dawson Knox believer, but that dude needs to catch the ball. He drops a lot of passes, and I know sometimes Josh Allen doesn't throw it, you know, at the perfect spot. But Dawson Knox drops a lot of passes, and obviously that can be worked on in the offseason, and I hope it can, and I do think it will happen. But the fact of the matter is he drops a lot of passes. He's inconsistent. I would say his 2019 season was better than his 2020 season, but, I mean, when when a guy like Stephon Diggs gets thrown into the, your roster, a lot of things change, and it was clearly for the better. Um, this team overall is is as upset as I am them losing last night in the AFC Championship. How many people realistically came to the season this year and were like, the Buffalo Bills are going to win the division, are going to advance to the AFC Championship? I know a lot of people, you know, predicted the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC Championship, but I mean, the Jets are garbage. The Dolphins at the beginning of the season, everyone thought they were going to be garbage, and they started off garbage, and everyone's like, okay, the Patriots have Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton going to be good? Is Cam Newton going to bring success to this um, New England Patriots team? And at the beginning, it looked like the Bills were going to easily win the AFC champion or the AFC division in the East. It looked like, without a doubt, they were going to steal it. And it was like that for a while. The Jets were on that tank for um, tank for Trevor trend, um, which, which they blew because the New York Jets can't do anything, right? Um, the Dolphins started out like garbage, and then um, they turned it around. They went on a hot streak. Their defense became one of the best in the league, and that's what carried them. Tua looked decent. He looked solid. He didn't look amazing, but he looked decent. He's got to take more shots downfield and be a little more risky in his play calling, but that's with development. And I've seen rumors of, oh, draft Zach Wilson, you know, Tua's not it, trade Tua. No, you you, you got to play the long game. The Buffalo Bills are the perfect team to look at in the long game. Josh Allen, his first season, sucked. I'm going to be honest. He sucked his first season. He did not look good. He was trying to play too much hero ball. That's why we ended up going, what, 6-10, and 10, I believe, 5-11, and 11, one of the two. Um, second season, he looked a little better, but not good. After his second season, as a Bills fan, I was like, is this going to be our guy? But I'm willing to play the long game. We drafted him seven overall, seventh overall for a reason. And look at his third season, blossomed into an elite top five quarterback. 
you know, so you the Dolphins need to play the long game. They need to be willing to develop Tua and train Tua. And think about it. He didn't even get a true offseason. He was dealing with his um, back injury from when he was at Alabama. Um, so he really didn't even get to practice that much because he was rehabbing an injury. He got to play under Ryan Fitzpatrick, which, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, has been all over the league. But he's still a good quarterback. He's still decent. And he got to learn. Um, he got to teach Tua. And Tua took his spot. And obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't happy about it. But I can't imagine he didn't see it coming. But I mean, yeah, you got to play the long game with a quarterback. And the Dolphins really need to do that. In the AFC Championship game, um, the Bills, they started off hot. Up 9 nothing. Um, They look great. Tyler Bass, um, probably my favorite kicker in the league. He's pretty awesome. He hit a 51-yard field goal, put us up 3-0. We punted. McCole Hardman decided not to catch the ball because, you know, he can't secure it. And a fumble. Then we started off at, like, the two-yard line, scored a touchdown. I was like, all right, don't count the Chiefs out, but if we can keep this kind of heat and this kind of pressure, we can be good. Next thing you know, we're down 20 points. I'm like, what the hell happened? Our defense struggled. Our offense couldn't do anything. I hate to say it, but Josh Allen fumbled the bag in this game. As much as I love him as a fan and as much as high hopes I have for him, he fumbled the bag in this game. And I know you can say, oh, the Chiefs' defense you know, was amazing. Their corners were locked down. They shut that shit down. Stephon Diggs couldn't create separation. Cole Beasley sometimes created separation, but Josh Allen didn't look at him, which... You know, Josh Allen needs to be able to read the field a little bit longer, but he was getting pressure to where he had to scramble every other damn play. So he didn't have time in the pocket like we saw this year, you know, throughout the season. And obviously you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not top two, if not top one even, depending on who you are. But their offense is amazing. They have the best tight end in the league. Yes, he's over George Kittle um, because he's a better receiver. George Kittle is more of the complete package, you know, can block, can do all that stuff. But if you're looking for a pure tight end that can catch the ball and run it upfield every single down, that's Travis Kelsey. And he kicked the Bills' ass. He made our linebackers look silly. He made Tredavious White look stupid. He made our safeties look bad. Travis Kelsey whooped our ass. Tyreek Hill. The dude is called Cheetah for a reason. You could run circles over the Bills secondary last night, and he did. He had, what, a 50, no, it was like a 74-something? I don't know. It was like 50, 60-something yards like that, where he just swooped around Micah Hyde, swooped around Jordan Poyer, swooped around Teron Johnson, swooped around the whole damn team, and did circles in it while eating Cheetos. He kicked our ass, and the Bills just didn't look like they stepped up to the plate. They... Started off great, but once once that Chiefs team is cooking, they really took advantage of it, and there was no stopping them. Sean McDermott did the best he could. Brian Dable was questionable in some of the calls. And then in that fourth quarter, they, they looked amazing. I'm thinking, there's six minutes left. We're down 20 points. Where the hell was this? You're throwing 40-yard bombs down to Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen's running the ball for 20 yards every other play. I'm thinking, where the hell was this in the second and third quarter? The game's over, yet you're like, okay, now let's turn up the pace. That's something the Bills need to work on in the offseason is, you know, improving the team. Um, This draft class has a lot of potential in it. Like I said, there's a lot of corners. 
A lot of linebackers that could bring some work into it, outside linebackers, offensive line. Do they trade up? I doubt it. The Bills really don't trade up. Um, Take a look in free agency. There's going to be some good free agents this year. Try and improve the D-line. Try and improve the offensive line. Keep working on Josh Allen. I know he said, you know, he put the game on his back last night in an interview after the game, and he blamed himself. That's leadership. You know, he's got to take credibility, and he's got to be accountable for the struggles that they had, and he's he took advantage of it, and he he um, he blamed it on himself. And obviously, there's 53 guys on the team, an entire coaching staff, so everyone's to blame. But he put the team on his back and was like, "Hey, this is my fault." And we know he's going to work on the off season. He's going to have a true off season this year to work on the mechanics, you know, and change what he needs to do. Brandon Bean needs to look to bring guys in. The O line can use some help. The D-line needs a lot of help. Secondary with the corners could use a little bit of help. Bring guys in from more special teams. Our special teams is good. Tyler Maktovich, or however the hell you say his name, he's a good guy in special teams. A.J. Klein, get him the hell off the team. He had one good game this year. It was against the Seahawks. I don't like A.J. Klein. Never been a fan of him. And we paid him good money, and I, <laughs> to this day, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um... But let me know what you guys think. You know, this is, um, we're coming up on the Super Bowl, Chiefs versus Bucks. I'm going to say right now, I got the Bucks winning. But let me know what you guys think. What can the Bills do to better themselves in 2021, possibly, possibly make it back to the AFC Championship, and then go farther? Could they make it to the Super Bowl? Could they win the Super Bowl? We'll have to see. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Pylon Sports, out.